Hey, remember to subscribe and follow my podcast so when I release a new episode, you get a notification. And follow me on Instagram. Yes, King Oliver. I am very active on there. Have a great day and enjoy the episode. If the seed is creating something for good, go with it. It's almost like it's not about whether the police were doing things legally. Like you can legally put your head on someone's neck to keep them restricted because that's the easiest way to do it. It's not about that. If there is issues, for example, with police brutality in black people, for example, then this is going to be a good thing by getting it out there. It's like, yes, this is a separate issue about whether it's right or wrong. If this is creating good, it does not matter where it came from. You have created a fire which now has to be put out. Otherwise, it will burn. It's not about who started the fire. That's another issue. Like, deal with that later. So if something is creating good let it let it go like if it's creating good don't question why it started because it's creating good it's creating change does that make sense yes i mean i think i understand your words it's just tricky because it's like hard to say all about the atrocities and talk about all that and so lightly but it is helping us evolve, which leads to good, leads to light. Like all these deaths, all these genocides, these rapes, this racism, like it's all horrific things, but this is what has to take place to help us evolve. Like that's the only way. It's almost like, as I said this once before, it's almost like if somebody burgles your house, in that moment they stole your TV, that's a bad thing. But if it meant you get CCTV and there's no burgles ever again and your CCTV happens to catch other people in your neighbourhood about to burgle someone's house, which stops them from getting burgled, then that one bad thing led to lots of good. So it's almost like I don't want the burgle to happen in the first place. But as it happened, I can only take action to do change to do something good so it's like it doesn't matter why essentially if something is if there's a fire you have a choice to put it out or let it burn it's not about at that point who create the fire because that was in the past the present is you now have to do something and if something is um doing something for the good go with it you know what i mean because you don't want bad to happen but if it's already happened then you can only try and really ignite good from it because it's a bad situation it's not gonna get any worse it's bad so you can only counteract it with good and magnify the good so the bad doesn't happen again yeah or like strip off the labels of good and bad too and think about like this situation happened and just evaluate the cause and effect of it too like we could say all those things are bad the your example of the tv burglar being bad the death being bad but if we look at it as a situation that helped save you know thousands of other people from this ever happening like or your situation example it does so much good and brings so much light so i think you know maybe not even labeling that these things either can help bring awareness to the effects of them What I've realized from like studying is that everyone in their point has has a build up of drive and purpose, for example, like at school. 
at school, for example, you, you're a goth and you want to wear, say, black makeup and the teachers say you can't wear that. It's not part of the uniform. Then you've got loads of goths coming together. You feel empowered and then you get what you want. It's almost like everyone has a drive in them. Everyone has a burning, like, drive in them. And it's almost like you get one opportunity to burn it. So, for example, Black Lives Matter movement. You've got the Me Too movement. You've got, for example, Saudi Arabia and women driving. You've got the goths at school. You've got the gay marriage. In everyone's life, there's always... And the reason why it's not two is because once you... It's almost like you've got a thorn in your leg. And you've had that thorn in your leg for a while. Okay, uh, at different parts of your life, it could be school, it could be when you're older. There's always a thorn in people's legs, and it just builds up from whatever, right? Once you remove it, that pressure is not there anymore, and you got that thorn by doing things that you don't really know when you were in that moment. It was just happening; you didn't realize. It's now the thorns in your leg you have to deal with it, but you don't realize at that time that the thorn was getting put into your leg. So when you get it out. You feel free. And so you don't, as you're older, you are aware of, say, how that thorn got into your leg. So you don't put yourself in situations where more thorns can get into your leg. So now there's no pressure within you to, to say, to, you've released all that pressure. So in life, everyone goes through like a movement where they're feeling powered and they, they're heard, right? For example, say a Me Too movement, right? Someone's being heard. If there was, say, dog cruelty, for example, they wouldn't feel as empowered to go out and stand for dog cruelty because they've already released that kind of, that I'm not heard. It's almost like when you are heard, you have been heard. It's almost like you can't be heard twice because this build-up of frustration and energy, once it is released, it's almost like crying and healing your past and going through trauma. Once you've healed yourself, relieve that trauma, relieve that tension of being heard. You don't feel that need to be heard anymore. It's almost like when I was younger, I wanted to be a millionaire so bloody bad. I was just creating businesses. I was struggling to be heard. I was just just trying to make it. And I was just struggling to be heard. And then I learned the law of attraction, power of the mind. I was enlightened and I realized what I really wanted was freedom within and me to be me and it wasn't about the money because the money was about having control over me so others didn't have control over me and I lost my drive because I was heard I found that inner peace of say meditation so now I couldn't be asked to go and make a business somebody who's stood up for the me too movement and they've been heard if there's dog cruelty going on over there or bloody trees being chopped down you don't have the same drive because you've essentially You've relieved, you've wringed out all of your water and your cloth. Whereas people who haven't wringed out all that water, for whatever reason, it could be any type of movement, that rage comes up and you feel heard and other support, and you've done it. And I've realised that when you get to, say, 30, 40 years old, people don't really have any drive anymore because that drive is just up until that point of being heard. Essentially, once you've relieved that beast in you, it's very hard to get it back. Hence why if you don't make it when you're younger as a business person, you never really make it. You could say, if you don't have kids by the time you're 40, you simply can't be asked. If you look at patterns, people have this one big thing in their life. And that is it. It's not good or bad, right or wrong. It's just, there's always, it's like a basketball player. I'm watching this Michael Jordan thing on Netflix. You, you, everything's about that championship. 
until you get it like a boxer he he fights to be like the number one boxer and you've lost your energy comebacks do happen but this big energy comes from the early part of your life and it's almost like once you've got it you've released that beast you can't be bothered anymore just an observation yeah it's an interesting observation i'm taking it in i i think if you you know i i don't know i think we as humans look at those things and say oh this is our big thing that's awesome i completed that or like what you said like let out that beast or whatever fulfilled that hunger and then you're saying you don't really have as much drive anymore but maybe we shouldn't be labeling these things like as one's more important than the other, just because you did that championship, maybe the next thing that drives, you have a drive for, like they shouldn't even be compared because I do think you're always going to have a drive if you can connect to yourself and you meditate and you're aligned because I just feel like we're called to do certain things. And maybe that is just be a monk and go away and not, and just <laughs> meditate. But that is a hunger still. And that is serving a purpose still. And so I think we still have these hungers and these drives and they're going to be up and down like waves just because energy is. And we really can't compare them. But I think it's good to stay in tune with them and be aware of them because they you have a drive for a reason and you should absolutely follow it out. And for the people that lost their drive, I think that's when they get too absorbed in the ego and frustrated by outside perspectives and opinions. And they fell for an ideal idea or vision of themselves, which was not what they expected, which was an illusion. And once they came to that realization, a drive was lost and maybe that affected their future drives. But if you stay in tune to a drive that is pure and higher led I think that that drive will keep feeding you and you'll continue to have that power inside you that's my observation see um what what I thought about right is that for example a lot of guys they watch porn and they masturbate and then they have that 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 need of say mating is gone and I thought to myself Uh, years ago before there was porn and magazines or whatever what were we doing and the answer is we would simply go out, migrate, move, keep going out, go to the pubs and bars until we got sex. So that dro- that was our drive. And then when you orgasm, you release that I can't be asked anymore feeling. And that's a feeling of like a movement. I've been heard. For example, the sexual energy will always come back. That drive will always come back. Yeah. But if, for example, someone's drive is simply just aligning their thoughts in harmony with what they want at that moment so you imagine you focus on something specific and it isn't what you want it's almost like being in a house you want blue wallpaper and it's every room's red so until you've painted every wall blue your drive is to make every wall blue go into the supermarket to get blue paint so now every wall's blue now what well there's no drive anymore so it's almost like I feel like a drive comes from disharmony of thoughts based on being in a situation that you wouldn't have otherwise chosen to be in because your thoughts aren't in harmony with that. It's almost like our parents. We are made up of our parents' thoughts, so we just accept their painted walls. But that wasn't your choice. So we spend our whole life trying to harmonize our thoughts. And then once you've done that, we're in harmony. We're at peace. 
So as you were saying, can you reignite another drive if you do a Me Too movement, a Black Lives movement, the dog cruelty movement, a, a Don't Chop the Trees Down movement? Can you create a drive to go and do that? Can you be bothered to go and do that? So what, why do we have a drive in the first place? Because we weren't in harmony. But it wasn't a choice, because by choice, we'd always be in harmony with our, our surroundings, right? An owl will always choose to be, say, in harmony with a tree. And it will, it will fly to a tree that he looks similar in if he stands out. So it was almost like a drive comes from being in disharmony, but we wouldn't be in disharmony by choice. So it's almost like once you re once you kind of you've got that mate, for example, there is no drive. But the drive comes from being in disharmony in the first place. So how many people will purposely get themselves into an issue just to get themselves out? For example, I didn't have any drive anymore. My drive essentially was being in debt, wanting to make loads of money. So I'm not in debt. But then I got myself out of debt. I wasn't making any money because I was this enlightened monk. I had no drive. I purposely got myself into debt purposely just to get my fucking ass into position so it's almost like does every drive for example for every movement come from the initial part of being in disharmony with your thoughts and once you're in harmony you've been heard regulations are changed and laws are put into place you can now be married as a gay person you feel free you are in harmony to your thoughts can you can you create a drive that isn't there can you purposely get yourself into shit to get yourself out knowing that it wasn't a pleasant feeling being in shit, but just but I need to get myself into a shitty situation to give myself a drive to, for example, go and help another movement. But then it comes down to feeling of peace and no movements and drive versus the shit that I was in trying to get this nature tree thing past the shit, the stress I was in. It's almost like the relief is when I've done it. But then you compare the feelings of the shit I was going through and the stress. Is it worth it? So really a yeah. drive is, it's not really, you can't really create it. It's almost like you're in it. So I need to get myself out of it. Otherwise I'm in such peace. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I just absolutely. don't feel like a drive can be created. It's you're either trying to fucking free yourself because you're not free or you are. And if you are free, you're not going to put yourself in shit just for the f purpose of having a drive. Like, for example, people who want to make millions of quid often come from poverty. It's that fear of I can't be back to what I had to had. Rich kids often don't have any drive at all. Yeah. They live off daddy their whole life. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. That, and I see that um, generationally. Like, you can observe that so many places. No, it's so interesting. And I think that's very true. Like, the whole... Um, observation you're talking about with the drive I think that's really interesting I think when you are at peace you, do, you don't have drive and you can just trust in the laws of nature and your own alignment and that you have everything where that you need right at this moment um but I have like I want to bring it back it's like I have a question about like what is sex drive then like you think that's disharmony I feel like that's natural and I, I think like maybe it's just the word drive we're getting caught up in, but now like now that's bending me over. My okay, head. let me go to the toilet for one second, Kate, and I'll continue. Wait there. <laughs> okay. The next part of this podcast will be released very soon. Make sure you have subscribed and notifications are turned on. Stay tuned, everyone.